Welcome to episode two of the Rome Your Way podcast with less than a week to go now until the FIFA World Cup kicks off. The question is who will reign supreme in Russia? It's a pleasure for me to have my good friend Jack Everett on the podcast to preview the World Cup with me. How are you doing, buddy? I am good, although very disappointed that I wasn't on episode one of Rome Your Way. It's a bit of a slap in the face, that one. I know, it's a tough one to take, but you know, episode two, not bad. And this one should be... Uh, should be the uh, the real deal. Plus, you are the I think you're the only person I know. Well, not the only person I know. You're the one person I know who's actually very close to Russia. Ah, <laughs> yeah, the former it's Soviet your, Union. Yeah, just geographical location. What is the <laughs> what's the vibe out there in in Latvia? In Latvia, people don't really like football, so it's it's not it's not. I, I feel very underwhelmed heading into the World Cup for the first time. Actually, really, um, yeah. I saw your, I saw your Instagram stories of the uh, Latvian ultras. <laughs> was it? Was that one of the national games? The Baltic Cup, that was. Oh, was that the Absolutely mega competition that all of about 4,000 people showed up for. <laughs> Still um, flags, few chants. What, what can't you, uh, what can go wrong there? No, no, no. It was good, actually. It was, it was, um, it was kind of a nice preview for the World Cup because it was in an old, old school kind of Olympic stadium-esque, but a lot smaller, and it had that very kind of Eastern European feel. So, That's cool. Have yeah. you actually been to any of the national games? Just Latvia. That was the first one I've been to. All oh, right, okay. Um, I tried to go in the qualifying. They had Portugal in the qualifying. I tried to go to that, but it was about... The, the national stadium only holds about 9,000, and 8,900 <laughs> were women screaming every time Ronaldo touched the ball, so... Get I can see how um, that may that may happen. So, I mean, to be fair, though, in Latvia, there's a fair, fairly large Russian community. Yeah. So, is there a bit of hype around Russia f- for this in Latvia or not? No, not at all. Not from who I've spoken to or seen. I mean, the um, I know the like ice hockey world championships were about a month ago, and that was massive here. Um, yeah. But saying that. The other week, Champions League final was pretty big. I think, yeah. but I, th- I think club football is a lot bigger here because the national team is not very good. Yeah, obviously not um, going to. Yeah, and Casper Gorks is retired now, so they've lost their their hero. <laughs> By the way, on Champions League final, how good was Gareth Bale's goal? Special, special. That was, uh, I, I'm 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 not a massive Real Madrid fan, but I'm a big Gareth Bale fan. So yeah. I was I was buzzing when he came on. I thought he'd do yeah. a good job. Loves a big big goal in a big game. I think he likes playing against English teams, so I thought I always fancied him to do well. Hopefully, he'll uh, be back in the Premier League next season. So obviously, Latvia World Cup not that big, but you are English. Yeah, you still have your roots in England, so. Are you buying into the England World Cup hype? Yeah, that I'm is the hype. whirling. As soon as that Rashford goal went in the other day, I was that's it. I almost went and got a tattoo, but it's like 2018 World Cup <laughs> winners. But yeah, so you the, you watched the England Costa Rica game, Ellen Road? I did, I did. Atmosphere, Road by the did way. an absolutely smashing job of that, by the way. Say that again, sir. Ellen Road, absolutely. The yeah. boys there, they smashed it out of the park. That was awesome. Yeah. We- Really, really did. It was a very good atmosphere. And to be fair, I think 
you know, probably not going to get too deep on it today, but I think that's we gave a phenomenal example of why, you know, the FA should definitely take England on the road yeah, more yeah. often because Wembley's the atmosphere at Wembley Stadium is dead more often Rubbish. than not. Rubbish. And, so yeah, Wembley or around the country. We'll have we'll have England at Portman Road as well. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Well, um, yeah, moving on um, from that. Um, so, honestly, realistically, um, what do you expect England to do? What would be a good World Cup for England? I don't know. You just want to see see some good games, really. Um, obviously, they should get through the group easily. Yeah. Um, and and the order of the games is set up perfectly as well. Like England and Belgium should win the first two games, and then the third one doesn't even matter. But um, and then that's kind of the Belgium game's good practice. If you're in a position at that point, then you've got the Belgium game to sort of uh, experiment a bit, maybe, or just go for it without any kind of fear and, and try and make one of the, the bigger, better teams feel uncomfortable. Rather. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm actually really excited about English chances at the World Cup because for the first time we've kind of moved away from the golden generation. We're no longer playing. You know the standard four four two. We we've got an identity now. Everyone knows how England are going to play, line up, set up, and it's an exciting system that Gareth Southgate has, um, you know, chosen to go with, which is really good. Young players have come through. We've pretty much seen every member of the old guard get really Joe Hart now the last kind of to to go. So it is exciting. However, I have said this for a long time. I'm not going to waver from this because of the hype, I still think we're going to drop points against Tunisia. Yeah. I think we'll draw. And I think we'll still go to the group. But I think it'll be not the most comfortable. I think I think we're going to drop points against Tunisia in the first game. We should easily coast past Panama. And then I think the Belgium game will still be um, a dead rubber in that sense. Because I think those four points across the opening two games will be enough. Mm. But I do think we will slip up against Tunisia. Uh, I hope we don't. I hope I'm wrong. I hope we win uh, and we get some good momentum. But I do feel we may just stutter in the first match. But I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I haven't done that much research on Tunisia to know really enough about how good of a side they are. But Yeah, I mean, they played Spain. Um, was it Spain or was it Germany? I want to say it was Spain. I might be wrong. I think last night or the day before in a friendly, and they lost one nil narrowly, I believe. So they've given themselves a fairly decent account of themselves in in international friendlies against you know opposition that are arguably stronger than England. Yeah. So I think that should be a good test. First up, I think everyone is expecting us to breeze past Panama in a similar fashion um, as we did against Costa Rica the other night. It's, it's those it's those early games I, I struggle with for England in terms of like I, I was happy that they were able to get the extra goal of Costa Rica, but when you got a team not really all there, kind of sitting on it, it, I think we struggle a bit to to break them down. You need a moment of magic from someone like Rashford to kind of open the door. Yeah, what we got definitely. I think that's always kind of been a problem, especially when teams just camp about eleven men behind the ball. And then we're dominant in possession. I think there was a case of that the other night as well, where we had a lot of the ball, but there's still a sense we weren't really doing a lot with it. I mean, if you go back to that game, we didn't have many chances. 
yeah. wouldn't actually create a lot of clear cut chances. Mm. You know, we're going forward, we're playing all right, we had a decent tempo, and we're bossing the game. But ch- pure chances, we really didn't have that many. So that'd probably be one of the one of the negative points. So I mean, it'll be interesting to see how we go. I think it's positive. It's a, it's, it is a tough one though because I feel like. Whenever I've been asked a question a few times now, oh, what would be a good World Cup for England? Well, it's really hard to say anything but winning it because you don't ever go into any tournament yeah. not wanting to win it. But you're looking at, we haven't reached the semi-final of a competition. Like, was it, have we reached the semis like once since 66? Or or maybe even haven't reached the semi-final since 66? Yeah. So, uh, last time. Say that again, sir? 1990 was the last time we reached the semis. Yeah. So, I mean, I think you'd have to say anything past the last eight would be a very strong achievement. Especially as it looks like the quarters is probably Germany or Brazil. Yeah, exactly. So that, 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 my, my biggest thing with, and, 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 and overall looking at all the teams in the World Cup, there's not one going in here where I think, um, yeah, they're going to absolutely steamroll everyone. They, mm. I, I think... On paper, France's team looks pretty special, but they haven't really been playing that well together. Yeah. And um, my only my only problem with England, and it might work for a benefit, is I, I don't think we've got we've got a few, a few very good players, but we haven't got a really world class player. Harry Kane, potentially. Yeah. Um, Rashford, youngster, potentially, but he's definitely not yet, and he doesn't play enough to warrant that anyway. Um, but yeah, but but then there's always in, in in most World Cups usually there's a player who comes out of nowhere no one saw um, as being that 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 special. And I, I, the other game the other night I, I picked up on Ruben Loftus cheek. I thought he was pretty special to be honest. And um, I, I think I think he could do something. He hasn't been given the chance at Chelsea. I didn't watch much of him at Crystal Palace this year, being over in the East. But I, I'm, I'm hoping he gets a chance. It looks like Southgate really likes him. So. I think he could play a big role in there. He's a massive physical presence and he could do a job. I think you can realistically play vastly different teams in all three of them games. It gives people a rest, number one. And yet it has never been done from what I can see recently anyway. Um, And yeah, I hope he does do that. He's given them all playing time in the warm-up matches. So why not? 100%. I think also the different teams are going to, you know, see what a different set of players Combination. So I really, really hope we utilise utilise squad. You know, it's a long tournament. I think we should be aiming to go into the last stages. So hopefully, hopefully we'll go on that basis. Um, I guess moving on from England, uh, yeah. could we could we could literally talk about them all yeah. day. Yeah. Who, if you're going to pick a team that you said right, I'm putting you know my 10, 20 quid on them to win it. Who who are you looking at? Good question. Well, I like France's team is hard to look past. They've got a really yeah. solid team. And um, they should get out of the group pretty comfortably. Um, I'm not 100% sure on their route to the final, but I like them. Um, I also like, obviously, I I don't fancy Brazil as much. I don't don't think they're as as solid a team as they have been, but their qualifying was amazing and they haven't really done much wrong up to this point. So you can't look past them. And obviously, Germany are pretty good in World Cups, aren't they? But they're not. They're not bad. Didn't pick one, did I? I'll go with France. France. Okay. You know, just to touch on on Germany. What was your reaction to them leaving out Leroy Sane? Bit mental that. I mean, 
Isn't he the young player of the year in the Premier League? Yeah, I mean, he, he had a year <laughs> which was just off the scale in the Premier League. It was absolutely fantastic. A bit all right, didn't he? And, you know, it's funny. I mean, he had a very comparable season with, with Sterling. You know, Sterling's one of our main, main hopes for the World Cup and then Germany's leave, leave standing out. It's like, yeah, not, not quite good enough. So, yeah, that was so, very, very surprising. Like probably still it, so then what, what do we know? But you know what, though, actually? I, th- I don't think Germany will win it this year. And the main reason for that is, obviously, they won the last World Cup in Brazil. But if you look at the two squads, a lot of experience has left that squad. Yeah. And I think that will definitely play a part. They've lost Miroslav Klose, who's you know the all-time World Cup goal scorer. Yeah. Uh, Bastian Schweinsteiger is gone. Philip Lahm's gone. Uh, Neuer's in the squad, but he hasn't played any football all season. So I do think Germany are weaker in that sense. And I think the lack of experience will impact on them more, even though they probably actually replace those players with equally or if not more talented players. I do think the lack of experience will have an impact. You picked France as your winners. And I would agree with you in the sense that on paper, their squad just makes my eyes bald. I mean, the talent in that squad is ridiculous and I think they they will have a good World Cup and they'll be there or thereabouts however it'll be interesting to see how they recover from that loss to Portugal in the final of the Euros a couple of years ago and you know their results are a little bit hit and miss uh, so it will be interesting to see how they go but I do think we'll have a good World Cup for me if I was to pick one I'd be very tempted to throw my hat on Brazil yeah. or Spain um, and if I was choosing one, I'd probably go with Brazil. I feel that they look solid. I think they've got some very, very key anchoring midfielders. They've improved their goalkeeping situation since uh, the last World Cup four years ago. They've got both Allison and Edison. I think it's going to be Allison they go with. He's very, very strong. And then up front, you know, adding to Neymar, they've got Firmino, who's in great form, and Gabriel Jesus, who's come on the scene over the past couple of years so I do think they're stronger than they were four years ago and I think they will should get to the final um, and it'd be good to see because they play great football so yeah fingers crossed for yeah. them an outside thing on the other uh, I'll be really interested to see how um, how Russia get on as well actually home teams yeah. really do fairly well in World Cups and they've got quite an easy group they do their, their group is definitely favourable uh, do you know when do you know which game they play Egypt? Is it the second or the third? I know they have Saudi Arabia first up. Yeah, I think it's the second. Yeah, because it'll be interesting to see if Salah... I don't think Salah will yeah, play... Egypt second game. Yeah, I can't see Salah playing in the first game. I mean, no. I don't think there's any point, is there? No, I think, you know, Uruguay should win that group. I think they park the bus in the first game Egypt and try and get a point and then... yeah. Certainly. The one team, I think, that are probably predicted to do quite well, more reputation than anything, who I think might have a bad World Cup at Argentina. Yeah. I put it out, so he's out there in the world to see. I put it out on Twitter saying, tempted to put a bet on Argentina not getting through the group stage Oof. of this World Cup. And the more Who's look... Who's going through? Iceland. Well, you know what? Iceland are a good side. Iceland are better than Australia, I'd say. Yeah, I mean, Croatia, good side. Nigeria came to Wembley and gave us a very difficult second half in that game. 
Um, Beautiful. Nigeria, not a bad team. Got some very good players going forward. I just think that group is a lot more difficult than people may realise. And Argentina only just got to the World Cup. I mean, they had a really shocking qualifying. Yeah. And, you know, it's on Messi. Because as a as a team and a unit, they haven't really played that well. I mean, they got to the final four years ago, but I didn't think they played great in that World Cup. Yeah. And Messi's had a long, long season. I think I read something the other day that only two players, two sorry, two outfield players going to the World Cup have played more minutes of club football than Messi. He's really good though, isn't he? If he I is had my yeah. He is very, very good. But <laughs> I don't know. I just see them struggling. And I think there's teams in every, every team in that group can take points off them. I think it depends what uh, Croatia team turn up because they've got some very, very good players. Croatia? And yeah. If you look at the midfield, Rakitic, Kovacic, Perisic, Modric, Mandzukic. Yeah, that's fresh out. You know, they've got, got a good side. Mm. So it could be very interesting. So I think they may struggle. But, you know, in 10 days, two weeks, they've probably top the group win every game and prove me very, very wrong. <laughs> I made a bit of an idiot of myself there. I was looking at the, the matches and not the groups, so I, <laughs> I messed the... <it. laughs> I think that's why I said Australia, so ignore that. No worries. They're, they're in France's group with yeah. Peru and Denmark. Not, they got a decent chance, actually, getting through that group. Yeah, I think, you know, either any one of those other three teams could definitely join them. I think, who would be your surprise package then? Because there's always one... One nation that kind of upsets the odds a little bit and gets yeah. a little bit further than yeah. maybe they should. Who who do you reckon the one to watch this year? I don't know. I, I, I'm just really... Mine would, would be Russia because I'm just intrigued to see what they do at home. But I, I'm very aware that they're not a very good team. But <laughs> uh, yeah, I just... Because it, it reminds me of t- 2002. South Korea just went on a mad one. Yeah, that was impressive. At, at home. And I, 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 I don't think they'll get to the semi-finals. But, I mean. Well, the one team I was looking at this past week was Senegal. Okay. I was looking through their squad. I was thinking, actually, they've got a very, very good side here. We could, England could potentially play them in the second round. In, yeah, I, was, I saw that. And I think, you know, they, they've definitely got the potential to go far. Um, you know, there was a good article on, on why there hasn't been an African side who's won the World Cup or um, since its inception. Yeah. And I think, you know, it'd be, it'd be great to see an African side go deep into the competition. They've got, a, you know, got a good side. They've got some very exciting players going forward in the likes of Mane, uh, Keita, uh, Boulder from Monaco, mm-hmm. and I think Ishmael Saar going forward as well. I mean, they've got some good players, so they could play some good football. Be interesting one to watch. That group as well is very, very open with Poland, Colombia and Japan. So, you know, a real opportunity to make a good statement and win that group. I think all four teams are probably looking at it and thinking, yeah, we can all all go and do something here. So, that could could be a very interesting one to watch. You know what? More than anything, I am just psyched to watch football back to back to back, back to back to back. For like two, three weeks or however long it goes on. No, it is. One day where there's four matches, I think it's next Saturday, there's like four matches 
and they're all they're all decent enough games. They've all got some you know interest there. I'm just I cannot wait. I'm cannot wait just to be you know engrossed in football. You know what? I'm 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 very much excited that this is this is a World Cup again that's on the same time zone as I'm in. Yeah, it's brilliant. The last World Cup, last World Cup, I watched all three of England's group games in a different country. Um, I was I was traveling around. I think I watched the first in in Estonia, the second I was back in the UK, and the third, which was pointless anyway, but um, the third <laughs> I watched in China. Oh, geez. That was all. Now this time I've got proper World Cup fever. I can watch every game. Yeah, I think I think on most days. My time here, that the, the games kick off at three p.m., six p.m., and nine p.m., mm. and on Saturday it's one p.m., four p.m., seven p.m., that's ten p.m. So for you, it's just two hours difference. So you got yeah, yeah. I'll have your breakfast, and you got your first game. Yeah, have, no, a, little, have a little bit of lunch. Second yeah. game, it's not going to move. <laughs> make count. You have to do, you make sure you do your shopping. Um, in but I just get it delivered. Yeah. Exactly. Sorry. I can leave the house. Yeah. Maybe wander down to the pub for the England games, but other than yeah, um, yeah, plan to go for a day out. Well, I said day out, maybe um, night out at the pub for the first game against Tunisia. Yeah. So I'm have to camp overnight to get a good spot. It's going to be absolutely rammed. But because uh, you're in yeah. Wembley as well, aren't you? I am based in Wembley, so yeah, yeah I'm going to see a lot see. of England fans around there. Yeah, <laughs> going to see where the best best spot is to go. But yeah, no, it's going to be great. Definitely have World Cup fever. It's crazy to think though, as well, when the bidding for this World Cup was on, it was between England and Russia. Yeah, and I mean, oh, re- England didn't get many votes in that, did they? No, we didn't. But I mean, let, let's let's not get into that because that could get a bit spicy. That could get a bit. But ah, uh, imagine the World Cup on home soil. I mean, you know, talk about football coming home, but um. But yeah, no, it should be good. So it's going to be very, very interesting. I'm very incredibly excited about it. And it's crazy to think that the last one was four years ago. Just, four years ago. So much has happened in four years. Um, you need a haircut. You, you haven't had a haircut for four years. I know, not close enough, mate. It's getting, <laughs> it's getting on. Um, what's your, what would be your best World Cup memory then? Best England World Cup? Or, or, or otherwise? Oh. There's not many, is there? For, for, I'm I'm still relatively young, <laughs> um, ha- hanging on, but oh god, that's a. Do you know what? It doesn't even involve England. Yeah. My best World Cup memory is probably 2010, and I wasn't even out anywhere. Uh, what would I have been? I would have been what 16. Uh, completely, really excited. World Cup in Africa, and I really got behind that. The, 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 the fun that was behind it and South Africa hosting it that that first yeah. game when Shabalala scored that screamer <laughs> I went normal <laughs> normal goal unbelievable right uh, I was just so happy for them but I do like Mexico as well so I, I kind of felt bad but yeah that that was that that was pretty awesome that was a goal of the tournament contender as well that was an I absolute... think so. just came I mean... out of nowhere but but then I think I followed uh, then I I got a little kind of football man crush on Shabalala for a while every football manager game and in FIFA I was trying to sign this guy 
Was he? Did he play for the Kaiser Chiefs or was he yeah, Orlando? Yeah, one of them, like Orlando Pirates or something. <laughs> Kaiser Chiefs or another one of them teams. But yeah, and then for the next few years after that, I'd be like, oh, I need a quick winger. Like, oh, that's Shabalala. I'll have, a, I'll have a little look at him. And then you realise he's actually like 32 when he's... <laughs> yeah, not great. He's rubbish, yeah. Probably yeah. rubbish. Um, you know what? Actually, the 2010 World Cup was probably my favourite. I thought that was a really, really good World Cup. So full of colour, you could really see the passion and what it meant to, you know, the host nation, the whole of Africa, really. And I, it really brought everyone together. I think that's one of the best things about World Cups. You know, you've got 32 independent nations. Everything's put aside for three weeks and it's just about the football. And it is, it can be a really unifying thing. You know, football is a universal language. and It's great to see. And that World Cup was the epitome of a bunch of countries coming together in the enjoyment of football. And that World Cup, for me, stands out as just a fantastic World Cup. And I bet Not the, even... um, the, uh, the ad guy at ITV uh, who lost his job during that World Cup, didn't he? So it wasn't too good for him. But Oh, well. Instead but of I seeing have... England's first goal in the World Cup, I watched a bloody advert for Tic Tacs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, yeah, I remember that now. So... But, you know, I hope this World Cup um, can, can be similar. I mean, I don't see it having the same... Um, yeah, impacted the South Africa World Cup. But I would love love it to be. I am a little bit worried, you know, I, I, especially for England fans who are travelling out. I hope... I'm not know, worried in the slightest. Are you not? I, no. I, hope, I hope we're not in the headlines for the wrong reasons. No, nah, I, I, I don't think there are going to be any problems, to be honest. And may, maybe, a, maybe a little bit of something, but the, the security is going to be super high. And... Um, I don't know. I, I work with a lot of Russians and have a lot of Russian friends now. And um, yes, it, I think the, the, there's been a bit of an overreaction from the UK press. Obviously, what happened a few years ago wasn't great. But you know what? I'm not so worried about it from the other side. I'm worried about it more from our side. Yeah. And that's because, you know, if you look at the, you know, the negative press that came out during our last away fixture in in Holland when we went across to Amsterdam I mean, the yeah. behaviour was... Yeah, that was embarrassing. You know, and I just kind of hope, you know, that we don't yeah. ourselves in, in a bad light. Yeah, I mean, when you live because, uh, like, living here in, in Riga, you live constantly with the um, just getting a horrible reputation from British tourists anyway. It's yeah. British course. tourists coming over and uh, not exactly, like, covering themselves in glory and then you, you, you've got to live in these places. And um, yeah, if you tell someone you're English, you're that guy, you're those those idiots who started pissing in the streets or something. So yeah, exactly. And um, yeah, it's not it's not nice. I mean, I think I think, like I said, the World Cup's a fantastic opportunity yeah. to really just unite over football and to really kind of put all those reputations that not aren't necessarily true. Some in some cases, which are usually small percentages, which yeah, give other people a bad name. But hopefully, none of that will happen. It'll steer clear. Uh, so fingers crossed on that one. And I, it's funny you were mentioning your you know favorite World Cup memory. I say no, there's no doubt that you don't have an England memory because really there aren't any no. favorable or positive England World Cup memories. I think for me, was one of them is uh, the, the best memory. I remember speaking to my brother and my dad, and they're in a busy busy bar, and that, that um, the, the game against Italy, Sterling's not not goal. <laughs> oh God, there was beer everywhere. Everywhere. 
And it was like, oh no, it's not in. And then reset, get back to reality. Yeah, no, I mean, there's been so many bad moments for England that stick in my memory. You know, the Lampard goal, well, goal that wasn't uh, goal against Germany, about two foot over the line. Been none of that this year with uh, VAR. And then, you know, Beckham's uh, kick at Simeone in the 98 World Cup. Yeah, you're you're like, how old are you now? 35 or something? So you remember that one quite well. That's the weird thing. My first memories of of the World Cup was the 98 World Cup and I I was five years old. Yeah. Actually, I would be four and a bit. And it's, it's mental, but I actually remember the 98 World Cup quite well. I remember it, but I don't know if I remember it from actually watching it live or just watching yeah. it stuff later on. But. Yeah, possibly, I might possibly be the same, but that's the first World Cup that sticks in, in memory for me. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's missed opportunity for England in that World Cup. You know, we had a great side, great opportunity to do something. I think, you know, the golden generation passed and we definitely had opportunities to go deeper into tournaments than we did. Well, I just watched the other day, actually, and the, what is it, 442 did a little documentary calling it the greatest World Cup game of all time, England-Argentina. Yeah. In that World Cup. And I completely forgot about Sol Campbell's goal that was disallowed when they were down to 10 men. And that was yeah. travesty, that was. That, that was a header from a corner, wasn't it? Yeah. I think, yeah. Yeah, we, <laughs> we definitely got shafted a little bit by the ref in that game. Yeah, and then obviously it went down to penalties and yeah. our penalties, well... Rubbish. Just, let's just say it isn't the best. Um, so, yeah, no, I think it will be very interesting. When you start roaming your way around the world, you can rub it in everyone's faces. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? I'm um, I'm excited because obviously travelling to Central America and South America over the next... yeah. And 12, 18 months. I'll be interested to see how the the Central American teams go, especially you know, Costa Rica. Yeah. Um, even more, they... even more is just when you go to these places, you can find somewhere and have a kickabout with local people, and that's that's like the beauty of football. And it's like purest form, isn't it? Exactly. You know, it's a universal language all around the world. You know, if you yeah, throw a ball to a kid or kick a ball to a kid, they're going to kick it back to you. Yeah. Um, it's a great way to connect. I just hope, like I said before, I hope this World Cup does that. Um, and it's a f- phenomenal platform and stage for some players to step up and really make a name for themselves. Do you see any England players having standout World Cups or any other players from any other countries? Um, I don't know what that noise was. That was weird. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a tough question. I was Rashford's the obvious one. I think. Yeah. The the, the way he played the other day was pretty mad but will he be that comfortable doing that in a in a proper World Cup game with a lot on the line I hope That's so will the pressure will yeah. the pressure tell at the kind of the vital moment I hope he does you know he played with a lot of freedom um, the other night it was really good to see you know it's rare that you see English players play with that much I just want Jack Vardy to score a goal at the World Cup to be honest that would make me so happy inside Bye. yeah I just want him to score and and Going on with being us being like pessimistic and whatnot, maybe or a little bit. Now, now as soon as the first game starts, I'm going to think we're going to win the World Cup anyway. So oh, irrelevant yeah. it, talking like that. All logic goes out the window, really, doesn't it? 
For me, um, I, I just fall back on if Leicester can win the Premier League, then anyone can win the World Cup. Yeah. You have to win I seven agree. games. Right. Yeah, it's a knockout competition. Anything can happen. Yeah. And, you know, it's going to be one of those... I mean, every single World Cup has has flare moments. There are moments that just ignite it and will live long in the memory. So I'm just... Oh, I cannot tell you how, how excited I am for Thursday, even for the Russia-Saudi Arabia game, which I'm... Great game, that. Really, I don't care that much about because it's the first game I'm going to be watching with intrigue. And um, yeah, hopefully there are, hopefully, you know, something happens. Some interest happens. Nil, nil. <laughs> but it'll be good. Be good. So moving, moving on for the World Cup, mate, let's just, um, how's, how's everything going with you? Life, eh? Big old life question. How is, how is life in Eastern Europe treating you? It's good. The, the last month has been... Uh... I hate to keep going on about the weather, but um, it does help when um, the winter, the winters are fairly brutal. So luckily, I, I can skip the winter sometimes and go to Switzerland and do some stuff there. But over here, it's it's pretty nice. Uh, I can't complain. Work, beer, nice <laughs> beer, Got a good selection. Living, beer festival the other week. Living the high life. Yeah, well, trying to anyway. But then, if you drink beer, you gotta like go run and lift weights and stuff, so you don't get too fat after that. <laughs> so, what do you miss most about the English culture or the Western culture compared to how things are over in Latvia? Mm, yeah, um, number one thing I miss it's it's a weird one, but like the supermarket <laughs> <laughs> because it's, right. it's just easy, and I, I know where everything is, and I know what I want, and I know how to get it. And um, I pretty much know everything is here now. But, but if I get some kind of food item in my head, I know I can go to a supermarket in the UK and I know exactly where it is. It's just easier. <laughs> the, um, the extra five, ten minutes toiling to find. Yeah. But you find some random stuff here. Uh, I found some like really good instant mashed potato the other week and that was a treat. <laughs> Sorry, instant mashed potato? Yeah, it's banging. It's like, got little bits of bacon in it. A um, little bit of dill or something. Uh, it's, yeah, it's very nice. I mean, you know, we do have microwavable mashed potato over here as well, you know. Yeah, yeah, but this one's in like a little tub, so you don't even have to pour it into a bowl or anything. Oh, really? So it's like a, it's like a pot noodle. Mashed yeah, potato. a mashed potato. <laughs> <laughs> so you what? You're really, you're really selling uh, Latvian lifestyles to. Uh... I'm coming across a very boring man, aren't I? <laughs> I mean, I can vouch for you. You're a lot more interesting than you are currently coming across. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny because, you know what I was thinking about the other day was, I mean, we've known each other now for three years? Yeah, a while. Three and a bit years? We've probably known each other a little longer. <laughs> I was laughing about this to myself the other day, that during our first year of university, you lived on like the floor below me. Yeah. And you thought I was a very loud, obnoxious a bit of a a bit of a knob in the ass, yeah, yeah. And then um, I I heard your name kind of floated about by people, yeah. and I just didn't believe you were a real person <laughs> because I figured that if if you actually existed, I would have seen you by now. Yeah, but people kept describing you and keep kept talking about you. I just had no idea who you were, and I just figured either you don't exist or like you just don't come out of your room ever. Yeah, and then a year later. Like best mates. <laughs> yeah, well, I had I, I just discovered pot noodle at first year as well, I think. So 
that was keeping me indoors and now it's the, the instant mash that's got me again so I'll try and get out and meet people <laughs> well, meet people do things activity socialise yeah no it's so funny how how things come together so I can't even remember how we met I think it was just through mutuals weren't it mutual friends yeah I think like the light, I walked into a room the lights slightly dimmed the spotlights came down and um, the old Gate song came on that was that. And yeah, and as the rest is history, as they said. Indeed. So who do you have a World Cup? Do you have a World Cup drinking buddy? Do you have a World Cup viewing buddy? Or I've got gonna... a few friends here from Australia actually. So okay. the, the the good thing is working in a in a company like over here where there's people from everywhere. Yeah. Is it's really good mix. So you got like the the guy from Brazil or something, and we'll all go and watch the Brazil games with him. Yeah. A few people and I play I play football here sort of like five six aside every every week oh, nice. so the group of them we're doing um we're doing a little sweepstake thing for, oh, on, on nice. this this app called super brew I don't know if you've heard of it I have not no it's very cool so it's a big it's like a sweepstake thing but you you got to predict all the results and it's in a league and you get the closer you get to picking the correct results you get points oh very nice and um yeah, and then at the end of the tournament, first place gets like so most of the money, and second gets a little bit less. Nice. Are you? Quick question: Are you still trying to switch switch the ball at every opportunity on five side football pitches? Rapid across the front, across the face of goal. Yeah. <laughs> if anyone Jack, does that, it could go anywhere. Jack loves the, the cross field switch. <laughs> Absolutely switching the play at every opportunity. And absolutely jazzing it across as well. Oh, you're talking about cross? Uh, I thought you were talking about my, my low stingers. <laughs> well, I mean, them as well, mate. <laughs> I'm not really sure you have much control over what they are. But it's just, if you get the ball on the wing, you know the ball's coming across. Head down and just whip face. it across. There's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Really solid five-a-side football technique. <laughs> yeah, it's very good. Very good. You were really made for the eleven aside full pitch, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. I'm not built for the, the smaller pitches. More spaces. Yeah, yes. for dodgy touch. I got a good cross field. Great cross field ball, but lacking other key assets. <laughs> they don't call me Jack Tiki Tacker ever. That's for sure. No, no. That that nickname's never ever been branded. <laughs> but that's good though that you've got kind of like a multi uh, multicultural or multinational yeah. friend base. I guess that kind of adds a little bit of excitement to the the other games that perhaps yeah would be you know I always you'd prefer watch. it if I've got someone who England are playing against it's always a bit more fun exactly international football very very friendly well you know what mate we should definitely do this again probably I'm thinking maybe when the club football is kicking off again post World Cup we could, could do a World Cup review and an English football preview that could be a great show yeah that could be a belter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there'll be lots to talk about there. I, I, I think that sounds like a good idea. And you'd be able to teach me some Spanish by that point. I will. You're going. Where are you going? First, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, you're going Mexico. to America first, aren't you? Yeah, but there's, they all speak Spanish there anyway. speaking after that. So, yeah, I, I do need to brush up. So, buddy, thank you very, very much for, for joining me on this. And um, I'm sure we'll speak very, very soon. And enjoy... Enjoy the World Cup experience. I will. I will. Thank you for having me, Mr. Hamilton. It's been a pleasure.
Hi there, thank you very much for listening to this podcast. Since we recorded this on the weekend, there has been some breaking news regarding the World Cup. Firstly, the Spain head coach, Julian Lopetegui, has been sacked by Spain after he agreed a three-year deal to become the new Real Madrid head coach. So that is massively, massively shocked Spain's campaign. So it will be very interesting to see how they get on. They play Portugal in just two days in their World Cup opener. And following on from that, it has just been announced that the 2026 World Cup has been awarded to the USA, Canada and Mexico as a joint bid. Personally, I'm overjoyed. I think that they will do a phenomenal job of hosting the World Cup. Can't wait to see what they put together in 2026. And I really, really hope I'll actually be able to get across and attend some of the games. Thanks for listening once again, and we'll catch you in the next one next week. Thank you.